we can all say at some point that we have been tired. It is the last couple of weeks of school. Teachers are tired. They're tired of your kids. Come on now. I'll say it for you. You ain't got to say a thing. How dare you call at school and ask why those teachers are being short with your child? Because they can't whip your child like you whip your child. It is few days away and from the end of school and everything goes crazy at the end of school tests are state tests are finished that means it's just a lot of fun activities these next couple of days uh, while they try to wrangle in your child as they get ready for this thing called summer break and everything is going on and even if you don't have a child this time of year just gets really really hectic with things going on in life. And if I were to give just a general description of people that I come in contact with that I encounter on a daily basis when asking how things are going, when I, if I were to come up with a word that describes their emotional and physical well-being, a word that describes people in ministry, I often hear two words that I would describe. One, busy, and the other, just tired. People are working religiously. They have, uh, they, they're tired with, with, with their jobs. They're tired with schedules. A lot of people get tired with relationships because you'll find yourself sometimes in relationships, whether it is personal relationships, work relationships, um, working with people uh, that, 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 that are just tiring and it feels like they're always making withdrawals and never making deposits into the relationship. Has anyone ever been in that type of relationship? Maybe you worked with, I always hated doing group work at school because there was always that one kid uh, that just would not do their work. Anybody, if you're that kid, shame on you. And, we, and when, whenever we look at all of these things, we, it's, it's like we live in a culture. It's like we live in a time and in a nation uh, where, where self-depletion and busyness is like a virtue. It's like we give a trophy to those people who have so many irons in the fire that they are about to become extinct themselves. Anybody know? It's like, it's, it's, it's like we applaud the overworker. We applaud people who are just tired and running around like crazy. And when we look at these things professionally, many people are tired spiritually. Many people are tired emotionally, physically, mentally. People are tired. And when I talk about this tired today. I'm not talking about a tired that you experience when you've been working out for a period of time or, or, or tired whenever you've completed like a strenuous activity. No, I'm talking about a tiredness that has some theological roots to it. I'm talking about a tiredness that God told Abraham about, a tiredness that comes from a consequence of living in a broken society in a a broken world. If you recall in the book of Genesis, 
Adam had just fallen into sin. And God told Adam what life is going to be like in his future. He looked at him and he said, to quote scripture, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, that's a reason not to listen to your wife, and have eaten from the, I'm just reading scripture, hang on y'all. Because you've heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree, you listened to her when she said, uh, eat of it and you shall not eat of it. And he said, by the sweat of your brow, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. In other words, he said, you will have to work for your food now. You're going to have to work for it. Uh, I, I, I used to just give it to you, but now because you've fallen and sin is in this thing called life, Life. Now you're going to have to work for your food. In that moment, God declared to Adam that because of your disobedience, your life will now be full of toiling. You'll be working and, and, and trying to figure things out. So now the things that were once easy for you, they are about to be hard for you. The things that you would not have to work for before, now you're going to have to work for those things. The things that were once sweatless. You didn't, you didn't even have to break a sweat. It was just easy for you. Now you're going to have to have some sweat on your brow. And in that moment, he was speaking to Adam that you've got to work for your food now. But now this word for the church today means that we not only have to work for our physical food, but we will also have to work to maintain our appetites in life. Because not only do we have a physical appetite, not only do we have a mental and emotional appetite, but all of our appetites are reflected in our spiritual appetite, what we are spiritually hungry for, what we are spiritually doing. And in order to satisfy this appetite, the word said that it's going to take some toiling. And when you toil, be careful because you will get tired. And so often, we feel this frustration in our spirit, this hunger, this, this frustration, because uh, your spirit understands that I'm not supposed to be partaking of that thing. Your, your, your spirit understands I'm not supposed to have a hunger for those things. And your conscience and your spirit, they are wrestling with each other. And you will get tired in life if you don't watch it. Your spirit understands I'm not supposed to be living this way. So you experience tension. Tension between what is normal here in life and whatever, what everybody else is doing, the normal, and compared to what is right according to the word. And you experience tension between what you believe and what the world believes. What is normal isn't always right. Amen? Amen. Just because it's normal for them does not mean it should be normal for you. And this is why you, the church, have got to be ready to be abnormal. If you are a weirdo, that's a good thing because guess what? You should not fit in this society. This is why the church, he called them a peculiar people. He said, you should be weird according to life. When people look at you, they should look at you with a bent like, what's, what's going on? 
He's not doing everything else that, that everybody else do. You've got to be ready. The church has got to be ready to break out of the normal. You've got to be ready to stand against the wiles of the enemy because one of the greatest attacks or the wiles, uh, tricks of the enemy is to take what is normal in this world and make it normal in your life. And just because it's normal for them doesn't mean that it's right for me. And it's so easy while you are in this battle of appetites to grow tired and weary. I was telling first service that now it's really hard to watch any type of television because the commercials are constantly shoving a secular agenda down your throat. Ritz crackers, you can't even watch Ritz crackers commercial. There's two men feeding each other. A Verbo commercial, VRBO. I don't know. I always say VRBO. I think you're going to say Verbo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Two men on a beach getting married. And before you know it, if you don't watch it, you will become so, hmm, that it won't even bother you when you see it anymore. And Satan is doing his best to get you in the middle where you're trying to please the world and you're trying to live for the Lord, but, 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 but you get in the middle and you just become so okay with everything that after a while you don't even notice that it's wrong. And while you are struggling, trying to do what's right and trying to be cute and, and, and politically correct, but, but, but trying to be on fire, but trying to be accepting of everything, you get in the middle and your spirit gets tired of being pulled. And then finally you're just like, I'm just here. And you get tired and exhausted. If you are tired in your spirit today, I've got good news for you this morning because Jesus spoke this word just for you that I read in Matthew 11. Come to me, all who labor. I believe there is something that the Lord connects to with people that work. All throughout Scripture, serving in the book of James and even, 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 in, uh, even in the Gospels, all who labor, all who have the sweat on their brow and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You may not know this right now, but every person in this room, every person that you encounter in life, everyone has a yoke around their neck that you cannot see. They are attached to something in life they're attached to a job, a career, a person, possessions, things, a group of people, an organization. You have yokes around your neck. And in order for you to yoke up with the Lord, you have to take off the yoke that you are currently in and get in the yoke with Jesus. A yoke is a tool that you link up two animals with. 
and you put it around their neck and you kind of lock it in position. You are linking these animals together. And whenever you yoke up with something, you are linking them up. You are combining their power. You are merging their knowledge. You are combining their willpower. And in order for you to be able to plow up the fields with these animals for the harvest, you've got to link them up. There's, there, there's, there's never a harvest without plowing. Amen. There is never a harvest without somebody sweating. There's never a harvest without somebody praying, without somebody giving, without somebody worshiping, without somebody fasting. It takes the sweat on somebody's brow. It takes the plowing and the yoking together in order to turn up the soil. It takes somebody toiling in the soil to get the harvest. But the problem is, and the reason why so many people are tired in the spirit is because when you get tired in the spirit, you also get tired emotionally, physically, and mentally. And a lot of times, you won't even recognize it until you're so gone mentally, so gone physically, but it probably actually started in your spirit. Because so often, our spiritual health is the last thing that we take note of. So here you are. You, 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 the, the reason so many people get tired in the spirit is because you are yoked up to something that's not carrying its weight. You thought when you married that man, whew, it was going to be easy. You thought when you got that job, it was going to fix all of your problems. And you yoked yourself up to it. And now here you are. The thing that you've yoked yourself up to cannot carry its side of the weight. And it feels like your fatigue level is growing faster than other people around. Have you ever looked around and like, why aren't they tired? Why aren't they going crazy? Why aren't they going in circles? And it feels like your life is going crazy? So often, a lot of the same people stay in that cycle. And they're just all the time, life is crazy. Life never gets, there's never peace. There's always something going on. And it feels like you're going crazy because you are linked up to something that's not doing their part. And that's why you linked up to them in the first place because you thought, if I have this baby, my marriage will be okay. And you linked up to all these things and now you're tired because you're trying to carry the weight of your spouse and the weight of a baby and now you're just exhausted. Silence. Your fatigue level grows when you're linked up to something that's not carrying its weight. This is why Paul said, do not be unequally yoked. Marry somebody with Beliefs of a Christian. Don't say I do until you've seen them walk it out. <laughs> Mama said so. Do not be unequally yoked because if you're wanting to worship the Lord and they don't want to worship anything, your marriage will get tired. I'm just telling you. Marriage 101 right here. 
Do not be unequally yoked because you will be exhausted in life. You will break down mentally trying to do what is right while wrestling with what is the normal. Jesus said, take off that yoke and get under this yoke with me. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Have you ever seen a yoke? They don't look easy. They don't look light. My grandpa always had them hanging up in his barn. They were wooden and metal. And they looked horrible to have around your neck. Painful. But he said, my yoke, it is easy. My burden is light. Because he said, when you are yoked up to something else, you are having to do most of the work. But when you yoke up with me, I do most of the work for you. I will carry your burden. I will carry your weight. Because not only do you have me under the yoke carrying you, Jesus is saying, but you've also got the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost working on your behalf. He said, my yoke is easy and it's light. Because whenever you link up to me, you are linking up with the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost is fighting for you. Get this. In this passage, Jesus is not speaking to the lost people saying, come to me. He's speaking to a bunch of religious people. Being religious will wear you out. Because you're trying to live under the law of all these people. Trying to please man. That's religion. It will wear you out. And he's speaking to religious people. This word is being spoken to the people that are feeling the burden of being under the yoke of the law, yoke of the normal, yoke of the law of the land. And these people are worn out trying to live under the law of the land while trying to live out their beliefs. Does this sound familiar? It sounds like living in the United States of America. We are living in a land where the laws and the politics probably do not match your convictions. And in these days, you will get tired trying to please both masters. You will love one and hate the other. Eventually, you will be, you'll be over here trying to be all accepting, trying to be all accepting and inclusive. And then, and then but over here, you, you, you know the truth, and you're trying to speak it in love. So then you want to come back over here on Monday, and you're with everybody at work, and they have different lifestyles, and you're just trying to coddle them. But then you come back over here, and you feel the conviction of the word and you understand what, 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 what everything says about marriage and about race and about coming together but then you're over here and guess what if you are one of those people straddling the fence the word says you have become lukewarm and he will spew you out of his mouth you've grown tired you're straddling the fence, and you are you are exhausted in in all of these choices. You are you 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 you're trying to live in the law of the land, and 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 trying to be and trying to be everything everybody wants you to. But guess what? You cannot be politically correct and sanctified. In the year that we live in. You cannot be politically correct and sanctified, period. 
Because you will get tired trying to be both. And the Lord, this is the way the Lord works. He will let you make the choice to yoke up with something exhausting. The Lord gives you the choice. He will let you link up and yoke up with exhausting people. Does anybody have an exhausting person in their life? Some of y'all lying. Some of y'all live with them. It's exhausting. He will let you yoke up with an exhausting career. He will let you yoke up with exhausting beliefs and views. And then one day, he will just appear and look at you and say, so how's it working for you? You tired yet? Oh, you're tired? Come to me. But Jesus, you don't understand. I used to go to church. So how's that working for you? I'm tired. I know. Come to me. But Jesus, you don't understand. I've got my four favorite pastors, and I listen to their live stream, and I listen to their podcast, and I do TED Talks, and I watch Oprah. How's it going for you? I'm tired and empty. He said, come to me. I said, come to me. Notice he did not say, come to church and you'll find rest. Come to me. I didn't say, go to your friends and you'll find rest. There's a lot of people that have confused going to church with going to Jesus. I'm going to preach this thing today. You've confused going to church with going to Jesus. And in the season, while so many people's spiritual journey keeps going in circles and they're so exhausted, is because you came to church, but you've never been to Jesus. And that's the problem with church today. You met the apostle, but you didn't meet Jesus. You got a word from the prophet, but you didn't meet Jesus. You met the pastor, but you did not meet Jesus. You met the praise team, and they did your favorite song, and, but you did not meet Jesus. You learned when to stand up and when to sit down and when to shout and when to say amen and when to hold your back and when to run to the altar and when to get up and when to shout. You learned all of these things, but you came to church to rest instead of engage. Church is not a resting place. But church has become your resting place because you've given everything else to the world during the week. You've given everything to your child's sports team. I'll see you next week. I've seen your videos. Shouting at the game, almost getting thrown out, screaming at a referee. And you come in here and you have no other, you have nothing left except just to sit down and rest. Because you're tired. 
And Jesus is saying, you need to come to me. You came to church to rest because you are exhausted between doing the normal and doing what is right. And you just have nothing else to give to the Lord. That's why so many churches are dead. Ballparks are alive. Church is dead. Because we gave our all out there. You even paid $20 to get into the gate to watch your five-year-old. And they ain't even that good. Woo, feel better. I just prophesied to somebody. Mm. So he had to tell those religious folk that thought they were close to him. They've been walking around. They've been listening to Jesus' podcast. They heard about the water and the wine. Saw him at the wedding. Saw him spit in the dirt. They were everywhere with Jesus. And now he looks at them and says, you ain't that close to me. Come to me. He had to speak to those who thought they were close to him to come near because they were not as close as they once thought. Get this. So many people get tired of church because they mistake going to church with going to Jesus. You can do both. You can come to Jesus and come to church at the same time, but it's a decision. But you just cannot wait till Sunday to come to Jesus. Because you, my friend, you will be tired. And you will come to church, not to engage, but just to rest. Ben, help me now. Get this. God wants to use your frustrations. God wants to use your fatigue, your tiredness, to get you to come to him. He looked and saw they were tired. And he said, I'm using it. Come to me. But so often, what do we do? Whenever we get tired and exhausted, we mismanage our frustrations. We mismanage our fatigue. I've been in church all my life. There's never been a season where I've not been in church. And I've seen it all of my life. Even as a child, even as a volunteer, even as full-time, I've seen it all my life where, we, where people start mismanaging their frustrations and their fatigue. And the first thing they'll cut out when they get tired, church and Jesus. I just don't have time for it. We're doing travel ball, Pastor. That's what I thought. We ain't got time for that. You will get tired. And the first thing people let go of is church and Jesus. You need to realize this, church, that your frustrations and your fatigue are indicators that you need to get to Jesus. When you get frustrated, it's not an indicator to retreat. It's an indicator, I need to get to Jesus. When you get tired and weary, it's not an indicator, I need to sleep in on Sunday. 
It's not an indicator. I just need to go to church and sit there and rest. No, it is an indicator. I need to get to Jesus. You need to realize that, that those are indicators that you need to get to Jesus. Jesus said, if you want this rest, this is what you've got to do. You've got to get under my yoke. And to get under the same yoke as Jesus, it requires taking something off and putting something new on. Because you cannot experience the new while holding on to the old. To get under the same yoke as Jesus, it requires close proximity. He said, take on my yoke and what? The word said, he said, take on my yoke and learn from me. <laughs> he did not say learn about me. Learn from me. Because if all you do is learn about me, you'll never really know true rest. The only way you're going to have rest is learn from me. And many of us in the church, are you ready? Have spent majority of our spiritual journey learning about him, but not from him. Pastor, you better be on fire. Pastor, I need a word. You want to know why you got to rely on your pastor to get a word? Because you've not been to Jesus. Can I get an amen this morning? Why do you need the praise team to be on point? Because you've not been to Jesus. Because you can't learn from him until you get close to him. And let me break this to you today. I told first service. You won't hear many pastors say this to you. But let me say it to you in love today. That the church, the organization of the church as a whole, not just this church, but the church has taken a lot of you as far as she can take you. Somebody got here early this morning and turned on the lights. The air kicked on this morning at 2 a.m. 67 degrees. And I'm still sweating. The band practiced. We had sausage balls for you at the house. word was ready for you but the church has taken a lot of you as far as she can take you the church has done everything now you have got to get to Jesus you can lead a horse to water I can lead you to the cross but I can't make you grab hold of it I can preach about healing but I can't make you grab hold of it I can preach about the blood, but I can't make you grab up. I can lead you there. I can prepare the way. That's what we've been doing all day. Everybody in this church, outside, at the house, in the parking lot, ushers, greeters, upstairs, media, guess what we're doing? We are preparing the way for you to grab hold of Jesus today. Because you need to know Him. You need to learn Him. You've got to understand him. He's calling to. Now it's up to you to get to Jesus. 
Because not only do you do you need to know about him? You need to learn from him. And at some point, you've got to get to him or you will grow tired and you will grow weary in the middle of your well-doing. Don't grow weary in your well-doing because there's a harvest. Why do people quit before the harvest? Because they get in the middle and they get weary and they get tired. But Jesus, I thought I was doing well. I've been going to church, Jesus. I got perfect attendance for the last two weeks, Jesus. Where's my crown? Where's my robe? If you don't watch it, you'll start worshiping the church more than you worship the Lord. start worshiping your pastor more than you worship Jesus. If you don't watch it, you'll become a churchian instead of a Christian. You need to get to Jesus today. If you're tired and you're weary, you're heavy burned, you're late, you need Jesus today. Come on, will somebody stand up on your feet today? If you're saved, but you're just restless, get to Jesus. Learn from Him today.